Welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. Isn't church amazing? Coming together as one body and just being encouraged and um, exhorted, it's just so awesome. Um, so I just want to say again a huge welcome to everyone here, especially newcomers. Thank you for coming. It's, a, it's already been an awesome morning. Um, and as you heard Les share, um, it's a sort of a special celebration morning this morning, a little bit different to normal. We're going to be sharing about something that really special that's happened this year called Fight Club. And I'm just going to share a little bit about what it is, and then we're going to get some guys up to tell their stories, and then I'll wrap it up um, with something um, around teaching why we, we did it, and hopefully it'll be encourage, encouraging to everyone. Back in 2020, 21, um, you may have remembered some of my messages were about a personal revival and how every revival starts with a revival of the heart and that we need to search for that and God will give that to us if we're hungry. So that was my, my thoughts. And towards the end of the year, for whatever reason, um, some ads popped up on Facebook called um, Exodus 90 and it was a Catholic-based program and basically it was all this, this guy having cold showers for 90 days um, doing it for Jesus and having a bit of a spiritual reset and I don't know what it was about that but maybe it's the challenge but I said Christy I think God's calling me to do that and she said Simon you're an idiot no it's no it's, no, it's another one of your phrases maybe she didn't say that but I felt that she said that to me and um, anyway God kept speaking to my heart but you can't do accountability alone. You can't do discipleship alone. And you, wouldn't, you weren't able to do this program unless you invited more people. So I prayed and just asked a few of my friends at church. And again, they thought I was crazy at first, but then the Holy Spirit worked on their heart. And all of a sudden we had nine of us doing Exodus 90 for 90 days. And it was all about prayer, um, getting devoted to personal prayer, corporate prayer, um, spiritual disciplines that would benefit our spirit, soul, and body, and the, the blessing of um, real accountability and real fellowship. And, and that was so awesome. Um, it was very Catholic. Um, and no offense to Catholics, but we're not a Catholic church. And um, after the Exodus 90 was finished, we felt most of us had changed our lives. But we wanted to keep meeting. We wanted to keep doing something because we saw the power and the fruit that was in what we did. So um, we kept meeting throughout the year. And we started saying, well, why couldn't we invent or take the, the concept of that and actually make it our own, make it Pentecostal, make it like Renewed Church and see what God wanted to do. And my heart at that time, if you remember, also was all about discipleship and everything we do is, is to, to build and make disciples. So I said, this is awesome, but wouldn't it be great if all you guys or most of you guys became leaders and then instead of just one small group, there would be many small groups um, meeting here on a Sunday night of guys getting real with each other, praying for each other, seeing what God wanted to do, hold, holding each other accountable. And then um, we'd meet together at the end as a big group and we'd worship God together and have communion. So that was a concept. And I had a bit of an interest night. Again, we really felt and prayed and led to ask people in the, in the church. And honestly, like nearly 40 guys said yes to it at the start of this year. And I honestly don't think they knew what they were getting into. Uh, and I actually know that they knew they, they didn't know what they were getting into, but, um, but it was amazing. So um, really what... It is. It was an intensive three months of spiritual realignment and strengthening for the men of Renew Church leading up to Easter 2023. And it involved daily devotional times of prayer, discipleship with a fraternity of brothers and the practice of self-denial. 
through spiritual and physical disciplines. Now, I always want to know, why do we do this? Like any ministry in church, you need to have a strong why, and this was it. To make disciples, to build strong men, husbands, fathers, brothers, sons, and to fortify their relationship with God. Why was that so important? Because strong husbands and fathers make strong families, and strong families make strong churches, and strong churches change community. So that was the heart. I think that's a pretty good vision for it. Um, so like I said, it was involved with um, praying. We had to pray daily. We did spiritual disciplines. And by the way, every single discipline we had has been proven scientifically to be so beneficial for us. So we weren't doing this just because we were crazy Christians. Um, we were doing it because we knew it was going to benefit not just our spirit, but our soul and our body as well. So what were these disciplines? Take cold showers for 90 days. Like you had to have it on the coldest possible for like 90 whole days. Um, exercise three times a week, abstain from alcohol, abstain from sugar, abstain from eating between meals, abstain from television, movies, televised sports and video games, only listen to music that lifts the soul to God, only use the computer for work, school or essential tasks, only use mobile devices for the essentials, fast a day a week, which was, we did the John Wesley fast, which is fasting breakfast and lunch, um, get seven hours of sleep a night. Did I mention no, no eating between meals? That, honestly, that was the hardest one for me. Um, spend at least 30 minutes with God daily in prayer, worship, and Bible reading. Encourage your accountability partner regularly. So we had, a, um, we had friends that we would keep accountable and attend the weekly Fight Club gathering. So um, Fight Club, I know it's a, it's a movie back in the 90s, and it's a dodgy movie, and it was all about guys coming together and, and beating each other up. But the whole concept of Fight Club here was we came together as brothers um, with one common enemy, which was the, the devil, and to build up ourselves in the faith to be strong men. So that was the whole um, understanding of it, where we're fighting in a spiritual battle. Um, so yeah, 39 men committed to the program. So if, if you're here, guys, and you did this, if you just want to stand up, because we just want to give you a huge applause, because you're awesome, man. <laughs> You guys can be seated. Honestly, like 90 days is a quarter of a year. It is a long time. Um, and we, did, we weren't perfect. Most of us would have, would have stumbled in some areas. But the whole cool thing was it wasn't about condemnation. It wasn't about legalism. It was understanding that these things are good for us and we're doing it for a short time. And we would come together and we, we would confess to each other. Then we would spur each other on and we'd pick ourselves up and, and move along again stronger. So that was sort of what it was about. Um, but you hear from me every week. I'd love for you guys to hear from a few of the guys um, about their journey with this. So without any further ado, can I have Jill and Paula and Brendan and Joe and Les up on stage? Please give them all a hand. So most of us were in different, we called them fraternity groups or frat groups, so there were five going on a Sunday night with about seven to eight guys each. 
Um, and honestly, the stories that I was hearing regularly about how what we were doing as a group of guys was were changing lives. So um, without any further ado, and Liz can just like pass the, the mic across, just a few questions to begin with. What made you commit to Fight Club 2023? Um, you um, asked me to join the Exodus 90 in 2022, and much like Christy, I thought you were crazy. Um, but I think that was just covering up me knowing that I probably couldn't do it, because hard. Um, and when the invitation came for 2023, I was still quite hesitant, <clears throat> but uh, it was really just like a leap of faith because I knew it would be beneficial. So absolutely, I did not know what I was getting into, um, <laughs> but it was hugely beneficial. Um, I first heard it in Fiji when I went with the team to um, the um, camp last year. And Simon did mention it at the camp that it was going to be a fight club, and I, I wanted a, a, a uplift in my spiritual walk. And I saw the list. He mentioned a bit of the list, and the cold shower was the one that really stood out a bit. And I said, "No way, it's not going to happen. I can have cold shower in Fiji, but not in New Zealand." Uh, but I didn't want to miss out. I know. Um, and then I. Um, I, I, I heard that a number of guys were signing up and I wanted to be part of the journey with the men, uh, keeping that brotherhood in, our, in the church. So that's why I commuted. Um, I, uh, prior to the, um, the beginning of this year, I just felt like my, um, my relationship with God had started stagnating and I wanted to um, pursue something that was going to um, I guess help my relationship with God grow, and um, yeah, that's good. That's good. To commit to Fight Club for me was my next step as a believer, and I think that the first thing was to the brotherhood, to meet more people in the church that you only see quickly on Sunday, to have more fraternity together and stuff like that, and after that it was about. God, to knowing God more, because I just realized in Fight Club that is a friendship with God, and it's a connection, and it's beautiful. And um, yeah, that was why I commit for Fight Club. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, I thought I was signing up to box people, but um, then I then I read the read the terms and conditions and. Um, and I showed Mariana and and my wife, and she was uh, she was pretty keen for me to do it. And I knew I knew it was the I knew it was the right thing. And to be honest, I really lack discipline in a lot of areas of my life. Like, and so when I read over the disciplines and stuff, and I read the the weekly groups, I was like, man, this is going to be. I know this will be good for me. And yeah, that was my real reason for doing. Awesome. Oh, you can hold that. You can keep the mic over there. Um, next question. And guys, take a couple of minutes with this because this is really important. How did it benefit you? Doing that, like, did, was it beneficial? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I started off and I was going really good, and I, I, I really loved it. I eh? like, I loved the whole thing of the struggle of trying to figure out the, like, no snacking between meals and stuff. It's it's crazy when you're on the job, trying to figure out how to do that. And then um, I started really falling off the boat, and I, I was really struggling with the prayer stuff and that a lot the whole time anyway, and the physical discipline and stuff. But I started really falling off the boat big time and losing my drive. And I started sharing with my frat group. I said, look, I'm falling off the boat. I'm losing the drive. 
and then they prayed for me and um, and they were encouraging me and I started there's a, one of the big things in my life is like getting enough sleep I'm always just doing stuff and just staying up late and I get up in the morning and just rush to work and um, basically I've come to a point now where I'm getting up much earlier praying with the kids spending time with the kids it's sometimes even helping them with their homework just um, having hot drinks with them like now my mornings have gone from like a trashy like mess and just getting to work to being like one of my favorite parts of the day and spending time with my kids like it's and just asking them if they've got if they've got prayer needs from school or whatever it's just yeah I that's my best thing awesome awesome For me, Fight Club has been benefit and every step because we just realized that in life everything is done for a purpose and all through my journey even I struggle like a lot of other people in the group I just realized that it's good sometimes to struggle to realize that there's good things at the end because every time you struggle on something you realize that there's good thing after that and for me is is what I learned about it. And yeah, definitely my group, Charlie Fratt, was amazing. And I learned a lot with them. I learned a lot with other people from the Fight Club. And it's just amazing, you know? It's just like, wow. It's just so powerful. And what I understand in Fight Club today is there is one love. And it's God. And he loves all of us, you know? Between us, you and me, that is just God, and He's beautiful. <laughs> so good, good. Um, I I found it really beneficial, like the uh, just the daily prayer, um, getting into the Word, and just spending time with God in the mornings, um, just helped me to start the day off um, in just a positive mindset, um, and I really enjoyed. Um, just seeing the on-flow effects of that um, going through every day. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have managed to go through the last season of life uh, without probably having a bit of a stress breakdown type of thing. Wow. Um, and it's it's just been such an encouragement. Um, yeah. Um, I... I struggled a lot with a lot of the disciplines um, through that time, but I'm really thankful for um, just getting to chat with people and um, just the encouragement from the yeah the guys in frat group and other friends. Yeah, so good, so good. Before Paula speaks, um, Joe mentioned about stress. Like I've got a Garmin watch and it actually tracks your stress throughout the year. And um, when we did this in Exodus 90, like, stress levels are usually pretty constant at work and, and stuff. Um, but for those three months, because I'm, and there's nothing else except the prayer and the disciplines, like, my stress levels drop right down. And then when we finished Exodus 90, they went right back up again. But then this year, at the start, for those three months, my stress levels went right down again. Um, so just as a, as a real evidence to me um, of the power of prayer and, and accountability and, and, and looking after your bodies um, on stress levels, so... Um, it, it works. Paula? Yeah, I found out that uh, cold shower wasn't bad at all. It was, uh, <laughs> it was beneficial. 
Um, and I, I still want to keep on with that. So I uh, just want to challenge my brothers who are out here. Uh, but for me, it was uh, the restoration of my, my walk with God, my love with God. Uh, and I remember the song we used to sing in Sunday school, you read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow. And, and my love for God just grew more as I read upon his word and just had time to spend time with God. And it was not, sometimes I just sit there without even saying a word, but just spending that time and say, Lord, I'm thinking of you right now. And I know that he thinks of me all the time. And uh, just having that intimate relationship and having been God aware the whole day, um, it has really strengthened my, my life, my family. Um, last year I, had, I went through a, um, a lot of challenging times. Uh, and both of us, we, we left our jobs last year. Uh, and through circumstances that um, was a bit stressful for us. And so I took the trip to Fiji, and when and it was mentioned there, there were five clubs going to happen in 2023. I tried to sort of, uh, when I saw some of the conditions, I was a bit... And Pastor Simon was on our group, you know, there was a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I wanted to be part of it. I saw the disciplines, the spiritual part of it, and, and I really wanted to, uh, and I felt it was God's vision, on the church uh, to strengthen the men, and I want to be included. I wanted to um, start this year with with uh, with a good start, and especially with God leading me. And I tell you that the three months has gone really fast for me. I've really enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, first week I didn't do coach house. I was just like, sorry, man, I can't do it. But and then Robbie, Robbie was here. Robbie was like, oh, if I can do it, you can do it. And so that that was the, the encouragement of the brothers. You know, if Christ suffered more for, for us, and oh man, so I did it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole three months, like I, I just want to continue with that. Um, you know, for me, the fight starts after the three months, uh, just being equipped, uh, given the tools and realizing how the, the sweetness and the, the truth of God's word, uh, when you ponder on it and pause and, and think and meditate on it, you know, it's of the Holy Spirit enlightens a lot more into your heart. And you walk that day just being enlightened by the power of his word. And he said, if my words, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. Then whatever you ask the Father in my name, you shall have it. Because God favors his word so above his name. And when we keep it in our heart. And for me, it was laying down some of the things that I struggled with on the altar. And say, Lord, and I'm not only reading it to uh, share with someone, but reading it and making it true in my life. And that was when I found true peace and, and a lot of pur uh, the purpose that God had intended in my life. So... That was one of the benefits uh, for me and spending time with the family, having communion, uh, taking what we've learned here and, and being encouraged by my group. You know, um, it's just lovely men encouraging their stories and just being honest and being vulnerable and be able to uh, understand that and say, man, I'm not alone in some of the struggles that I go through. And, and that encouraged me a lot and, and we're praying for each other and encouraging each other. And when I'm taking those challenges, I'm thinking of the brothers that are also doing it. Yeah. So good, Paula. Um, as Simon said, all of the um, disciplines were scientifically beneficial. Um, outwardly, I've lost more than 12 kilos, so that was Ooh. awesome. Um, inwardly, God was doing this work, and I really wasn't aware of it. And the brothers have said, like, um, <clears throat> I struggled with the, the regular prayer time, thinking, wasn't connecting, and every week at the frat group, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting in there, I'm not getting in there, but I got encouraged, and then at the end of three months, when you can sort of, you know, you're 
you can go out and you can do whatever you want without, you know, and I, I went and um, I had my first beer with my dad and I was like, oh, hey, celebrate, Dad, celebrate, and oh, yuck, and ended up tipping it down the drain <laughs> and tasted yuck. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, I'll go down into my shed, and that was where I would normally relax, put on Gold FM and throw some darts and just have some me time. And so Gold <laughs> FM was on, and Black Sabbath song comes on, and I'm like, oh, I'm not into it, but oh, I liked it back in the day, and there, and there, and there. And then I was like, oh, man, it's feeling really yuck inside. So wow. off that right. goes, in with the worship CD. Um, so without me even knowing it, um, I, I've got a closer relationship with the Holy Spirit, and um, I know what pleases Him and what doesn't please Him. And um, like Paula said, I really want to continue some of these, uh, not all of them, I'm not doing the cold showers now. <laughs> uh, I really want to continue with a lot of those disciplines because they are, they are awesome. And I don't want to just slowly drift back to where I was. You know? So um, that's an encouragement to all of us, I believe. Um, so hugely beneficial. Awesome. Thanks. Just really quickly, what, um, what was the, the discipline that you found the hardest? Uh, definitely fast day, even that was just fasting breakfast and lunch. Um, you're just hanging out for dinner, and um, I just really have to acknowledge my wife and children that they had to put up with hangry layers sometimes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, fast day, 100%. I thought it first was cold shower, but it, nah, after a week, I sort of congruent. Uh, it was the, the snacking between meals. Okay. Uh, yeah, so when I came to Milltown, I was really, really hungry. So. <laughs> um, started off being um, the phone, um, spending unnecessary time on the phone, yeah. and then flipped to cold showers, and then at the last week's trouble with the phone again. <laughs> For me, the beginning was a prayer, because I didn't know what to say to God, wow. and I was a bit uh, lost, but again, some of my thoughts told me, just talk with him, don't be shy, doesn't matter what you talk about, he's happy with that, you know, and after that was, oh, he always been, he's uh, eating between the meal, for me it's always be a struggle, a struggle, but it's part of my life, and yep, awesome. Yeah, prayer, prayer is something that I still need to work on, um, I know God's speaking to me about that, um, but yeah, the physical discipline, other than a handful of um, hunting trips, I was really struggling to actually just do that, that like make time to actually go and do physical exercise. I was really struggling, and I kept on going back to frat group and saying, oh, look, I, yeah, still haven't been doing it. And then Alvin's like, oh, what are you gonna, what are we gonna do about it then? And then he's like, oh, why don't you do 50 press ups before each shower? <laughs> and, um, and so I've been, sometimes I achieve it, sometimes I can't get to 50 without stopping, but, um, yeah, um, that was that was actually kind of hard to sort of get to that point, and then it was an easy solution in the end. So, wow, like something that having a shower. Oh, better do the press ups first. So. Okay, this is the last question, guys, because you guys have been amazing, and I'll, you can answer it two questions with one. Would you encourage every guy to do it? And are you going to do it for twenty twenty four? Yeah, I think I'll, I'd encourage every guy to do it who who really wants to do it. And if you don't want to do it, I'd ask yourself why you don't want to do it and then um, come at it knowing that you want to do it and yeah that being what I say for me the decision you make today tell the story of tomorrow 
yeah. right? And and yep, I will be next year in Fight Club because he has changed my life forever. Wow. Wow. Um, I think I would be similar to Brendan. I'd encourage someone to pray about it, like actually seek God about it. Um, I think it was really good, and I'm pretty keen to do it again. Nice. Yeah, absolutely, man. I want to do it again uh, next year. Um, I found it, it was uh, like the starting point of my conversation with a lot of men that are, are not believers, uh, just telling them about the program that we're doing, and it just opens up into a, a, a time of start with the physical, and then I was like, oh, but we are doing praying and reading, reading the word, and it sort of just opens up that opportunity to share the word. So I'll definitely do it again and encourage men, if you can, jump in. Awesome. Yeah, 100%. Just do it. Just take that leap of faith and do it. <laughs> Are you yes for next year? Absolutely yes for next year. <laughs> Sweet. Give them all a hand, guys. So good. So, yeah, just wanted to to wrap up the last 15 minutes or so, just with sharing the, the three aspects of, of the, the main parts of what we did for Fight Club and give us all um, just some encouragement as to why those are so important for those that are in Fight Club and for those that aren't in Fight Club. And really, they're all just patterned off the life of, of Jesus. So prayer and um, disciplines and brotherhood or discipleship. And um, really, like I said, the, the characteristics of a life that Jesus lived and we are called to follow in his footsteps. So the three components was devotion or prayer, um, daily personal prayer and relationship with God, discipleship, we called it brotherhood, gathering together with a fraternity of like-minded and like-hearted men and disciplines, acts of self-denial for the purpose of worship, offering and strengthening. So I just want to quickly just run through those three things. So the first one is prayer. And I'm going to be talking about this more, I think it's next week when we talk about corporate prayer, but prayer is so important. Like Jesus was God, and he, he spent regular time daily praying to his heavenly Father. Um, so if, if it's good enough for, for Jesus to do it, and we know that Jesus was pretty powerful, he was all man, but he was all God, how much more should it be a necessity and crucial part of our daily life to come before God and just to talk with him and commune with him and to ask for his help but man honestly when you start when you decide to pray whether it be private prayer or corporate prayer like all hell almost seems starts to come against you and and for me that's really the proof of how powerful prayer is when you just feel all this um resistance against prayer and for example um julian is leading some amazing times of prayer and um, one night i really felt that god was calling me to go to that but man like Never before has Netflix been so attractive to me than that night. Like, it's so much easier for us to just do something that's not going to mean much to us or do or benefit us much. It's so much easier to do that when you are faced with the decision whether to do that or actually go and have or go attend a prayer meeting or go for a prayer walk or whatever. It's so much easier. Why is that? I do believe that, like, Hell's gates open wide and do all that they can to stop us from praying. Prayer is that powerful. Martin Luther says this, Prayer is the hardest work of all, a labor above all labors, since he who prays must wage a mighty warfare against the doubt and murmuring excited by the faint-heartedness and unworthiness we feel within us. There is no greater work than praying. Prayer is hard work. 
and it's a discipline, but it shifts mountains. And we need to understand that. Um, and even like we, we got together and we shared as, as a frat group. And at the end, we always had a prayer time. We always prayed for each other and we shared our, um, our prayer needs. It was one night in particular that I'll never, ever forget. It was almost like every one of the guys that shared something that was either a, an incredible answer to prayer or a miracle that had taken place in their life or a, a relationship breakthrough. Or, there was a big breakthrough um, because we, had, we were praying and we were committed to pray to each other. Um, and that stuff, it's no coincidence. It's not made up. God answers prayer. And as we come together and as we are, are, are diligent and even militant in prayer, it does shift mountains. Um, number two, disciplines. Um, Jesus said this in Matthew 16, 24, and it's recorded in three of the four Gospels. So it's quite popular. Jesus said, or told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me or follow Jesus, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That word deny, I'm not going to try and pronounce it um, in the Greek. It means to disown, to rebut, to disavow. I like that word disavow because you remember it from the Mission Impossible movies. It's like t- turning away from all of those things, denying ourselves. It's an act of the will. And again, it is difficult and it is a challenge, but we are called to do that. We have to deny ourselves if we are going to take up our cross and follow Jesus. The disciplines in Fight Club were designed to challenge our independent, rebellious nature and give us the opportunity to put aside personal preferences and to submit to something outside ourselves. So, and the, and the trick is to, to live a life of spiritual disciplines without getting caught up in the legalism and the pharisaicalness of that. So it pays to remember why we are doing these things. So why do we do spiritual disciplines? We we do spiritual disciplines as worship. Acts of self-denial can be expressions of worship to God and a demonstration of his lordship in your life. Disciplines as an offering. Each no to self-indulgence is really a yes as an offering to God. And disciplines is strengthening. When we deliberately deny the cravings of the flesh, we strengthen our spirit and become much more attuned to the will of God in our life. This is the fundamental purpose of fasting, which in itself is an act of self-denial. And um, I know in my life, when you, when you deny the flesh, when you do things that are going to build up your spirit, you, you know that you become stronger um, in your life and in your walk with God. And, and as a result, you become a better person to your wife and to your family and to your friends around you and, and a greater influence in this world. So incredibly powerful. I think spiritual disciplines is something that the, the modern church sort of doesn't like. In a way, it's like, well, we're free and we are called to be free. But I don't know about you, but I know for me, I don't work well with our boundaries. It's like just everything goes and you just end up having a shocker or whatever. But when you have boundaries in your life, it is so much better. Um, and God only puts boundaries around our life because he wants the best for us and he wants to bless us and he wants us to live in true freedom. So disciplines are really important. And thirdly, discipleship or brotherhood. In Acts 2.42, um, one of the things that the early believers um, devoted themselves to was fellowship. And that's like a, an archaic word. We don't use fellowship nowadays. And, and when we think of fellowship in the Christian sense, we think, well, we're just having a coffee with my mate or going bowling or going to the movies or whatever. But the word fellowship is an incredible word. It means a close association of companions united in purpose and contributing to that purpose. 
And I don't think true fellowship is just having a coffee with something, someone. I think true fellowship is actually when we are deliberate about meeting together because of Jesus. And as we do that, the Bible says in Matthew 18, for where two or three gather in my name, I am there with them. So when we meet together specifically because we love Jesus and we want to to get and talk about the nitty-gritty of our life and encourage each other, there is an incredible supernatural grace that comes upon that gathering and miracles start to happen. It is so important. Discipleship can't be done solo. We belong to something much bigger than ourselves, the body of Christ. We need each other and we need to belong to a fellowship bigger than ourselves. Each of us are truly at our best when some surrounded by others pushing us to be victorious. It is by being a part of such a band of brothers that preserves us, protects us, inspires us, and fortifies us. Now, you've probably thought that you just can't, you know, guys just can't talk. It's like when you get together, you just talk about the weather for a couple of minutes and like talk about sport and just grunt, and that's what guys do. Um, But honestly, and I've found this both years, when you get a group of guys in a room and they know that it's a safe place, they know that we all struggle, but we all struggle in different ways, but every other man in that group is there 100% supportive and encouraging that it's a safe place, that there's no no, um, condemnation at all, that we pray and we, we really do want the best for each other. Like, you can't stop guys talking. Uh, when in, it's in that environment. So we had like 50 minutes when we just we shared and one of the most outstanding um, responses out of the survey that we did incredible things. Um, it's so important. I want to finish off soon, but I read uh, an, an article that was deeply challenging and it was all about, it was actually called The Feminization of the Church, Why Its Music Messages and Ministries Are Driving Men Away. And... Um, and talking about the differences between men and women, how, how women want to be secure, but guys love challenges. And, and so much of the church nowadays is geared towards being emotional and touchy-feely, but guys want to fight. And I really do, that, that does, really does res- resonate with me because like, we are in a spiritual battle. Um, guys will stand up. They love a challenge. Like 90 days doing cold showers, I'm sure most of us didn't do that, but we knew it was a challenge and we didn't want to look like we were weak. So it's like, no, nah, I've got to do this. So we just, we do rise to the challenge. There is a fight. It's, it's not called the army of God for nothing. We are in a spiritual war. And, and, and men and women are dof- so different. Like even in society today, there is an outright attack on the heterosexual male. Uh, for whatever reason. And I think that the fight and that passion and that, that manlyhood needs to come back into the church. Um, and we need to celebrate that. Um, and just one instance of this is like looking at the songs. I love the worship that we do here, and this is not a criticism against our church at all. But um, sometimes like there is a, is a time for the, the emotional soaking worship, and then there is a time for militant warfare praise and worship. And the, the pendulum always swings throughout church history. But just having a look at the songs that the church used to sing back in the late 1800s, Onward Christian Soldiers. I just want to read this. And there's like a million verses, but they, did, they liked that back in those days. Um, Onward Christian Soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe. Forward into battle, see his banners go. At the sign of triumph, Satan's host does flee. Then... Christian soldiers on to victory. Hell's foundations quiver at the sound of praise. 
Brothers, lift your voices, loud your anthems raise. Like a, like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. We are not divided, all one body we, one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Onward then, you people, join our happy throng. Blend with ours your voices in the triumph song. Glory, Lord, and honor unto Christ the King. This through countless ages, men and angels sing. And I love this quote in the article I wrote. Once you start attracting a man's full heart, soul, mind, and strength, and he sees that there are ways he can use all of those in church, then we are going to start seeing a turnaround of the absent man in church. Super challenging, but also super encouraging. And honestly, I think, like, I really do think the worst movie genre in the whole universe is rom-coms. Like, I will not ever willingly watch a rom-com. I did when I was courting Christy, um, but that was under special circumstances. I even went to see Little Woman. And, like, Saving Private Ryan was on in the movie theater beside us. And, like, I was listening to the... Like, honestly, I don't think there are going to be rom-coms in heaven. Like, they're just... They're of the devil. But, like... I love, like, my favorite genre above anything else is the war movie because it's like there's action and there's tanks and there's explosions and there's sacrifice and there's heroism and there's a little bit of violence, but that's all right. And there's just something in the heart of man that that really resonates within us, and I really do think that needs to be honored in church, that men need to take their stand and say yes to the fight. And as we do that, we're not going to be chauvinist at all, but we will see a strength and an anointing come into the church. We will see strong families and strong churches and strong communities. I really do think that. Um, so let's have the band up, please. And then we're going to sing that, that last song, that new song again, because that was an awesome declaration song. And really in the theme of what we're singing or what we're sharing this morning. Um, just the three key verses as we close. Um, 1 Kings 2 verse 2 says, take courage and be a man. Like that's on our t-shirts. I love that. Take courage and be a man. Uh, 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called. And 1 Corinthians 16.13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men and be strong. So just as a little bit of a promo for next year, 2024, because we want to, we really do feel that God is going to, this is on, we're on a journey with Fight Club. We're going to shorten it from three months to two months. Uh, we do think that's a little bit more accessible for us. Um, most of the disciplines are going to be the same, although maybe some of them will be opt-in. Um, at the same time, there's going to be a woman's version running at the same time. So uh, we're going to have fortnightly, um, the guys will meet here on site every fortnight and the girls and I know a lot of the, the wives have been doing fight club in a way with the husbands and that's been really appreciative and I know a lot of you women are saying wow there's a fight in me as well I want to get, get going so that's going to be happening so I'm really excited about that two months is a lot shorter than three months so it's accessible to everyone and I really do think it's going to be an awesome thing for this church. Not just this church, but I think um, like Fiji is quite excited in this as well. So we're just going to see where this goes. Let's just all be upstanding, please. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.